Friday the 6th of October 2017 I got up very early this morning as I have a very busy day ahead. This evening is Harvest Festival Supper and I have to make hummus from scratch, toast from pine nuts and make a gluten-free and vegan suitable apple crumble. I want to finish all of this before the family come down for breakfast although David has already beaten me as he is often up before five o'clock and down opening up the chickens at first light. I did manage to finish all of this as first Johnsy's little face appeared around the kitchen door asking for a bowl of fruit, then Marshall who had to go into his placement at nine o'clock. After this Rosie appeared and then Cynthia. Everyone was down to start the day. Time to cook everyone's preferences. Cynthia and I like to start with porridge, eggs for Rosie and Jaunty. Marshall, who doesn't usually rise so early, opted out of breakfast and after a quick glass of milk, shot out of the door to make sure he wasn't late. Marshall never likes to be late. I managed to spend a little time writing this to you before starting the school day. We follow the usual early morning format and after milk we shall do some geography which is going to be all about the River Thames, which passes right through our small Oxfordshire town. We're planning to go next week to the local and quite famous River Rowing Museum that I mentioned the other day. Hopefully, we should go on Monday and Marshall and Carla will be able to come with us, as it is a day off for both of them. We could then, if the weather is fine, enough to have a picnic in the river itself. We're always planning to go on a trip with David to Letchley to paddle in the trickling source and recite together Andrew Motion's The Ex-Poet Laureate's poem called Fresh Water. This afternoon, after lunch, we shall go into the park for our PE session and afterwards call in at the little village post office, one of the few that are left and haven't been closed in a nearby village for our weekly treats. We head home and the children are bathed to remove the mud of the afternoon and we all get ready for the evening's fun. Once David gets home, we, David, Cynthia, Rosie, Johnsy and I head off to the village carrying our basket of apple crumble topped with toasted almonds for identification. There is a very garlicky aroma coming from the basket. I can now smell just how much garlic I must have put into the hummus. But I know that it tastes fine because I sampled it before I put it in. The pine nuts are nestling down at the bottom of the basket, still warm in the container from the toasting. They have had and, and lie next to the bottle of Bring Your Own Preference red wine. Hopefully they will warm up the wine to the required temperature. There is a wonderful sunset this evening. What a great sight to start the evening. Marshall and Carla and Joe's son Luke, Karen's son Ed have all walked down the drawback, which is a field that slopes quite steeply down into the valley and can be reached from the top of the road in which we live through a narrow short cut and through or over a stile at the end. The journey is absolutely pitch black as there are not any clouds tonight but it will be fun and they will be guided by the twinkling lights of all the homes down in the valley and the lit up village hall 
accompanied by the strains of the voices of the people as they arrive for this most ancient of feasts and celebrations, the Harvest Home, as it once was called in the old days. It was much looked forward to by everyone, and everyone came. I remember how those celebrations were. They were often held in an old barn in the home farm, after all the locals had helped to beat the weather by bringing in the harvest dry and safe. There was always good locally grown food supplied by the farmer and cooked by the local people. There was usually an abundance of ale which everyone happily imbibed and drank deeply of the barrel, usually from their own tankards that they had brought along for the occasion. Nobody drove cars to and from those events and there was always lots of singing of age-old folk songs and storytelling round a fire which was usually built outside the barns. I imagine that, of course, the fire was always in a safe place, but there were no health and safety rules then, and we all survived. I certainly have no memory of ever having heard of a fire or disaster at Harvest Home, or indeed read anything of the like either. When we entered the village hall, it was already filled with the happy, smiling faces of all the people that we loved and were familiar with. The church was well presented with our rector circulating with a kind and inquiring word for everyone, and two of his assistant priests with their families. Our PCC were all there, and our parish council was also well represented, but not in an official capacity. They were there, more importantly, as members of our much-loved community. There was the person who spends hours of her precious time editing and formatting our parish magazine. Finally, I could pick out all the faces of our wonderful little choir, who sing a magnificent anthem or psalm to us every Sunday, a sound fit to be heard in any grand cathedral. They were all there, one large extended family, all creating ambiance of warmth and congeniality. The tables were beautifully laid and strewn with orange, red and gold autumn leaves. In the centre of each table was a jewel of lovingly and beautifully arranged flowers, all echoing the colours of the autumns that May, one of my dearest friends, has arranged in lovely little jugs, as she always does. A labour of love, as there were many tables. Summer had left us a while ago. She went in her late season's apparel of blue, purple and fading greens. Autumn enters gaily with a shout of, Look at me, am I not the most glorious season of all? Can any one of you, other three, ever surpass me? Well, we shall see. The evening was a jolly affair spent with friends and family and commenced with a gustering rendering, rendering of We Plough the Fields and Scatter, the Good Seed on the Ground which is our tradition, and then a quiz, which David and I seem to have missed completely. Then there was a round, with each table taking it in turns to sing a song. A good time was had by all. The evening cannot be left without mentioning what was happening in the kitchen. My dear friends May, Joe, Karen and May's daughter Eleanor were literally slaving away in the kitchen to make all of this happen, and have been doing so for days, all without a moan or groan. That is Christian community life, and long may it last. As Joe often says, she loves throwing love at everyone. 
delicious jacket potatoes, coleslaw, green salad, grated cheese and thickly sliced ham, along with my contribution of hummus, seem to constantly come to the kitchen, followed later by lots of different versions of apple crumble and apple cake, which various members of our community have made and contributed. The old ways are still there, with just the addition of a modern brush. When I ventured into the kitchen, there were a few rosy faces in the heat, and maybe the result of occasional sips of wine. Well-deserved, but lots of smiles and all-round hugs. Later, as we and the little ones went out into the chilly, dark night, with full hearts and full stomachs, I silently gave thanks to God that I live in such a warm and vibrant community and have so many wonderful friends. Thank you.